episode 12 can't believe 12 lucky number 12 not quite a baker's dozen but a real dozen not a baker's dozen as always joined by my man adam how you doing today buddy fine monday afternoon for us doing well man doing well we got uh you know a brown's got a win versus the ravens which they looked as though they would lose and we as fans now expect a loss so i can't i can't complain at all on monday not too shabby, not too shabby. Got to adjust my mic volume here. I always forget. Damn computer, man. Technology. Now right. we're good to roll. Now you're right. Now you're ready. Yeah. <laughs> now we're rocking. Just a reminder for everybody, if you want any of these sweet, sweet tools, rankings, whatever you need, campuscant.com has got you. And if you sign up with promo code South Harmon, get you ten percent off. So don't forget that. Dope ass tools that they got over there at campuscant.com. I use them personally, and I wouldn't recommend something that I don't use. Uh, I would not be in the can the uh, campus Canton on the college side playoffs if it wasn't for campuscant.com. I could definitely hand a god on that one. But Adam, here we are. Uh, week ten will be finishing up tonight, and we'll be going into week eleven, meaning that we are down to four weeks before the fantasy football playoffs. And for some of you, trade deadlines are coming up. As soon as this week, maybe week 13, maybe week 14. Either way, you have some decisions to make on your Dynasty roster. So, Adam, what are going to do for the people? Let's talk a little Dynasty trade targets late season. Some guys that we want to get onto our rosters, especially before the playoffs. But first and foremost, I want to talk about a guy that maybe you could use as a contender. But how about we capitalize while the value's low? I really like what I saw from Kyler Murray first game back from the ACL. Adam, long-term dynasty outlook. Is this a guy for you, even if you're not a contender, are you looking to see why his value is still tanked? Are you trying to get Kyler onto your dynasty squads? Yeah, I mean, I I've, I, I would say I uh, was somebody that actually bought a few times when the uh, offseason, you know, I would say the downward spiral of his value in Dynasty was was happening. And I think right now, you still, I, I would call it this. You could possibly buy, um, while there's a value bump because everybody did see him play and he's back and there's a shortage of quarterbacks, there's not like a resurgence to his value yet, right? So you're, you're kind of at this point, you're not buying into the crazy scaredness like a lot of people were basically afraid that he was never going to play this whole season right or that he wouldn't be able to or that the cardinals simply wouldn't play him so now not only have you seen him play you see him you know move well i mean one of the things i i think he's always been an underrated passer mike um but i think that for him to move that well on his first game back from acl if, if, if you were needing to see things like that from kyler murray to have any type of belief 
you got to see that. So you're not going to buy the old price of, oh my gosh, this guy's never going to be a starting quarterback right. in the NFL again. Ever like you won't get that price. But you're not. Um, I think a lot of chance still. Maybe somebody has been wanting to get off of their Kyler Murray share, and they needed something like this to actually feel like they'd get something a little more reasonable. So now maybe they're more willing to shop. I think this is going to be probably league dependent as far as if Kyler's actually attainable or not. I think there's some. There's a rare case where managers are just staunchly in. They think the, the value is way low. But I still think there's a ton of chance to buy. So if you can um, and you're, you're not paying you know, a top 12 quarterback price, I think this is probably going to be one of your last chance to do that for a little while. Here's a good one for you, and I, I love to use this. Now, take, take it for what it's worth, all right? But it's all we really have right now until somebody comes up with something better. But consensus dynasty ranks, keep trade cut, our fine people, I don't know what goes into the trade calculator. Uh, it's a mystery, but you just plug it in. Here, here's two players on opposite ends of the spectrum that you should be looking at, right? Kyler, who I would like to get into because I like some of the things I saw. I still feel like uh, there's some of this uh, retention of vitriol directed towards Kyler, right? Like People are like, oh, he's actively messing up the tank. They're not going to be able to get Caleb. Listen, they probably were to get Caleb anyway. So I hate to be the one to break it to you. Uh, but, Adam, they're still probably going to be in a position to uh, to draft one Marvin Harrison Jr. out of the Ohio State. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I don't know about you, but the the pairing of Kyler and Marv kind of gets me excited, right? With Hollywood on the other side, little Rondell in the slot, what we saw from Trey McBride this past week. Like, that's an offense I can probably get behind. You know, that could be a little bit exciting. So, Kyler Murray on the uh, the upswing, recovery, but mm-hmm. still up there. How about a guy starting a downward trend, right? A guy okay. that you and I would both like to get off of, Trevor Lawrence. So if I plug him in on Keep Trade Cut, Adam, just as an idea for the people listening, Keep Trade Cut still, still says you can get a mid-second as a plus on top. And Ooh. that's being that's being uh, generous on the low side, right? Not even <laughs> yeah. taking into the full account of Keep Trade Cut's ranks because in reality – uh, you should be throwing in a, uh, a Jordan Love or an Evan Ingram or a Luke Musgrave in a tight end premium league as the plus. And mid-second seems a little bit more reasonable. Yeah. But uh, for me, when I saw that, I was like, really? Like, they're they're separated by mid-second? It doesn't feel like it. But I is think, that something you would you explore? Like, if you had Trevor Lawrence here? Yeah, I think – see, I think what's interesting about the keep trade cut, uh, you talk about the algorithm, whatever goes into their – uh, trade calculator right that one's a little more of a mystery to me what i what i always find interesting about their rankings though is it's i i love to keep a pulse on it because it feels the way that it's given to you and presented you know inherently people are just going to throw caution to the wind and it's all about overreactions what happened the last week or two and the, so the reason i i'm saying that and prefacing there is the, the fact that Kyler, you know, showed better than people thought he probably would in his first game back. And Trevor Lawrence now has had a completely full uh, midseason, followed up by a awful game. And they got absolutely spanked by San Francisco. No signs of life within the offense the whole game, right? I just think of the overreactions, and I, I would have guessed it would have been closer to, like, even. Um, not necessarily fully recovered even, but I just... If you could actually still net out a player in a second round range, I mean, especially if I could get like a, uh, you know, 
can I can I add something light and get Deontay Johnson back? Like I don't even want to get greedy. That's greedy. But I, if you can get a second type player, a second type value, those type of ideas, that plus to me makes the, a lot of the risk worth it. And like I, I'm I'm somebody that's not um, like I want to get off of Trevor Lawrence, but I have a feeling based on what the market's going to do, I'm not going to be able to get off of him. I'm okay holding some shares when I have to. Like I'm not completely out on the quarterback. But what I'm starting to feel out on, Mike, especially for Trevor Lawrence, is out as a uh, piece that I need on a contender. It's starting to feel like this season, for sure, is not going to be it for Trevor Lawrence at all. I get you. I get you there. So if you were on a contending team, would you explore maybe a one-for-one, Trevor for Kyler? If if that's what it took, I could probably get behind it. I mean, the one thing about Kyler that still kind of worries me is like we have seen sometimes a guy look good for a game or two, and then maybe there's some you know um, compensation stuff. But what I saw out of Kyler and what I've seen out of Trevor Lawrence, I think yeah, I would you know can I get something light back? But if if you told me that uh, I can make this move one for one, this is going to be the best way to acquire, or this is going to be the only way to acquire him. There's no plus coming. I, I think on a contending team that needed the points, I, I'd, I'd risk it because Kyler looks like he's still ready to run. <laughs> Ran a touchdown, you know, had plenty of carries, looked pretty pretty quick still. Uh, let me ask you this one then, because I'm very interested to see your your answer on this or to see how we are. Okay, a- Anthony Richardson or Kyler Murray? Thinking about long term mm. future. It's a good one. Uh, if I have a rich and I can pivot to Kyler Murray if I need points, it's not even close. Like I'll take Kyler. Okay, so you didn't need points though. So. If I don't need points, yep. I think here's what I will tell you about this one. Right or wrong, and I, I'll be honest, based on the what I've seen out of Anthony Richardson, I like quite a bit. But we still have not seen all that much, if we're being completely honest, from mm-hmm. him, right in the NFL level. However, there's just feels like right now a crowd that I know I can just feel in the dynasty rankings that. If I don't need points right now, the value retention for A. Rich's excitement is going to come back up in the summer. And I feel like Kyler's, Kyler Murray's situation is not necessarily as safe. And it's and it's more because of how the community values people. Like, I think Kyler's going to be just fine. I have no worries about Kyler. But I do feel like if I don't need points, I'd probably lean the A. Rich side. If I And that's because of the community and the way I think I can trade him in the summer. Um, when it comes to if I need points, it's not even close. It's not even a question. So if you told me, by the way that you want to take the Kyler side in a you don't need points, I'm not going to fight you. The reason I'm taking it is I, I think that I do a lot of my stuff on understanding the psychology of my league mates. That, that, that's pretty much how I play. One of the struggles I've had this year is that pushing up the portfolio, I actually struggle to get the the element of the psychology out of every single one of the leagues. Right, I have to do a lot more portfolio-type trades. Where I really like to do trades is where it's in the psychology, knowing how the league works and stuff. And I think that Anthony Richardson values what I'm going to bet on being better in the summer. The the good people at Keep Trade Cut still have a rich over Kyler. So that that's kind of what brought to my attention. I, I completely understand, Adam. I'm, I'm with you about the dynasty psychology. There'll be a lot of hype on uh, a rich once he's back on the field and we see him throwing and all that. The only like caveat, the uh, the pushback that I would have for the other side, right, to, to argue the Kyler side, is people are still really down on this man, and we kind of forget that this is a 21, 22, 23-point-per-game scorer at the quarterback. This is a guy who's a threat for top five, top three every single year. Uh, the last time we saw him with a full season, right, he's, he's QB4. Before that, he's QB3. Uh, and this is for the entirety of a year. Uh, last year, he was at about 19 points per game before he went down with that ACL. So right. 
Like we've seen good games from from Arich. We saw a couple of them. We saw one okay, and then obviously he had the hurt one. Um, both of those games, he he ended up getting hurt in and then missing some time. So maybe they could have been bigger. But his yeah. boom game was like twenty nine points. Kyler kind of just does that every single game, right? When he's fully healthy. I think for me, I'm a little bit excited about the potential of the future with Kyler and what could happen. I've already seen it with Kyler over multiple seasons. Um, if we're talking age difference, we're talking, you know, between a rich and Kyler, we're talking five years, but in the dynasty landscape of quarterback position, that doesn't mean anything, right? When you got Tom Brady playing till 50 and Aaron Rodgers, you know, aggressively rehabbing an Achilles at age 40, like dynasty quarterback age doesn't really come into play a whole lot. Um, so I think for me, I kind of want to capitalize on the fact that people really forget how good Kyler was. And they were so excited about A-Rich. And I think now is the time, if I want to make that move, that's the time to do it. Because if Kyler comes back for the rest of the year, and he's, you know, 17, 18, 19 fantasy points, heaven forbid he gets to 20 again, right? Like averages 20 fantasy points, and he's a perennial, like, weekly uh, QB1 type asset for the rest of this year with the cast of characters he has now. It's going to be untouchable, Right. Uh, a lot more people will come around to the whole Kyler over A-Rich thing, and then it makes it impossible. I think right now is kind of when you got to make that bet. Like, you got to go, well, I got to see Kyler. I like what I saw. I don't really have to worry too much about the injury. He's moving really well. If I'm going to do it, I got to do it now. <laughs> I got to do it now because this may not be a thing. Even in the off season. there'll be a lot of narratives, a lot of shows like this one. There'll be a lot of shows all over the place talking why aren't more people in on Kyler? What are you guys doing? Like, hey, Rich played four games. Come on. <laughs> this is a guy who's who's played multiple seasons <laughs> as a, as a top-tier quarterback. So that would be my only suggestion or pushback. I completely agree with you, though. Like, you can see the trajectory of Anthony Richardson coming back up in Dynasty Valley. I just find it very interesting. He still ranks so highly, QB9, uh, for a kind of a consensus of people where it's, it's like, damn, this dude only played four games. He was a rookie. We saw some good things. We also saw some bad things. And then, you know, the injury obviously being a bad thing. And there's going to be a lot of questions for some people. You know how people are with quarterbacks and young quarterbacks. There's going to be somebody out there that's going to start the narrative of injury prone, Adam. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Someone's well, going to do it. I think, too, um, like, I, I will – I'll put it like this. We Right now we had um, – Kyler Murray, I'd say he he moved well. He looked better than I expected. I think almost than probably anyone expected him to be moving, even trying to run, right? Um, so I think that's really good. And, and you love seeing um, the way he played, I think, with poise when needed. I think the 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 points you make and the, the reality is, if you think about Kyler Murray's up and down dynasty value, you're absolutely right in the fact that there's a chance that if he plays, you know, uh, I'd call it top 10 type quarterback in in fantasy perspective, right? For the final six, seven games. I think they have seven games left. Yeah. Yeah. The, you, you could be looking at maybe maybe people like, hey, listen, we kind of wrote this guy off. Maybe if the Cardinals are at like four wins or something, right? You're just saying, okay, well, they're definitely not taking a quarterback. Maybe they're going to try to get Marv. Maybe they're in a situation, even if it's not Marv, they get another pass-catching weapon around him. Yeah, you could see some bounce back for sure. And I think the the reality is though when I'm on a rebuild, the reason I am on my side is uh, this is it's not about see because it's you're a hundred percent right, and I I actually have done moves like this and thought like the upside is with Kyler Murray because Anthony Richardson right now the upside is just there's no there's no way for him to really go up because he's not playing football right like mm -hmm. 
we know we saw what we saw. We know there's a resurgence coming, but that's kind of that's it. That's like that. What we know from him is etched in stone. The difference is, I think, when I look at the final like uh, push of their season, right? So you're going to be going up against in in Pittsburgh. Uh, currently, you know, in the in the playoff picture, you're going to be playing the Niners. You're going to be playing the Eagles and then the Seahawks to close out. Uh, my concern, and, and it's not even necessarily just the schedule. I'm using that as a point of while I liked what I saw today, I have seen the pitchforks get to a level with Kyler Murray that I never could have imagined in a quickness. And there, to me, I know that there is already it feels like a very split community. Like the, the community is very split. Let me rephrase that. The community is extremely split. I know some people that will like Kyler that want him that are like, why can I get a, a top 12 quarterback at a reasonable price? And I know there's probably a handful of my league mates, all my leagues that simply one won't buy him. And two um, are basically like, if there's downslide completely out on him. So, so it's more about like de-risking than, um, the upsets, I agree. I think Kyler Murray has a chance if he stays. It doesn't even matter if he stays in uh, Arizona or not. He has a chance to get back into the mix of, you know, very relevant. He's he's shown us the ability to do that. I just, the de-risking the, the of the asset, the unknown for me, is what I tend to do in rebuilds. If I can if I can do it and go ahead and get younger. I, I think that's fair. I think I think you're talking about a, an asset in Anthony Richardson that's not going to move a whole lot. Like he may fall a few spots, but there's nothing really that's going to happen between now and, and when that potential climb back up is going to be. So it's kind of a very safe one, right? Like Kyler definitely has the ability to probably get back in that top six, top seven discussion at Dynasty quarterback. Yeah. But you're right. Like something bad does happen. We saw how quickly people – got out on Justin Fields and then everybody got back in on Justin Fields and now everybody's out again on Justin Fields That's, and it's it's this up and down roller coaster ride. I would say it's the Justin Fields experience not quite as I don't think the downfalls as bad but to the point that you're making the sw the swing of the pendulum I've seen with Justin Fields multiple times. We're kind of seeing it a little bit with Kyler already. Like I could see this thing going the other way. Knowing that is where I think I'll I'll take the uh A rich side in a rebuild but Again, I could care less about that. If I could get Kyler in a contending piece, I don't know, man. It, 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 it would seem foolish to sit on A-Rich for a year if you had a chance to get Kyler, and that maybe would give you a chance to win a title to me. Like that would just be something I probably couldn't live with. All right. Let me let me ask you this. Um, just outright dynasty price you'd be comfortable with buying Kyler for, <laughs> for draft picks. All right. So I'll, I'll set up the scenario. You and I, and I'm I'm – I look around my leagues and multiple people kind of have this set up, right? So let's just assume a, a lineup league, pretty vanilla, uh, okay. super flex, start 11, right? That's like pretty normal. Mm -hmm. um, you, you've been tanking. You've been rebuilding, quote unquote, but you've been actively tanking. Tank has gone well. You're set up. You got your, your pick, the 101. You maybe got a few contenders first laying around as well. You might have three or four of these like first total for the year. Somebody came and asked you for... Two of them that are going to be in that mid, you know, that 8 to 12 range, right? We don't really know how they're going to shake out. Start 11, they, line up, they're gone. The, you want to get Kyler, right? Like, that that's a reasonable price? Yeah, I think, I think too, this time of year, at least for me, um, lineup leagues, start 10, start 9, especially. Start 11 tends to have a lot of the same principles, although, as far as the market goes, with 11 starters, that's a different animal, but... In those formats, quarterbacks are so hard to come by. 
we're already to the point now where we have some disappointing quarterbacks. We have some that are out for the year. We have some that have literally fallen off the face of the earth map-wise. Like, think about all the ones we're missing. A. Rich, Kirk Cousins, Danny Dimes, Trevor Lawrence is playing mid. I mean, I can go on and on. But the point is, now if, if I'm in, a, if I'm in a, a scenario in this type of a league where what I'm needing is quarterback, that's the last place I want to be. Because it's the hardest place based on positional scarcity to go find you something that's reasonable, let alone upside. Yes, I'll do this. Now, again, I'll talk about the pendulum swinging. Kyler Murray next game could come out, look pretty good for a half, and let's say he has an overcompensation injury. He's, it's nothing serious, but he has to go out for the rest of the game. Like, like a pulled hamstring or something. Exactly. That, that happens and, a and, lot with dudes off ACLs. Right. That's, exa- that's actually what I'm referring to. Something like that, like a hamstring, you know, calf deal, right? Something like that. You're like, what the heck? Now, all of a sudden, there are seasons in jeopardy. That's where I know that downside is existing. Okay, so you could say two first, man. That's crazy. This guy, I get it. I'm taking a swing though. This is a swing home run swing because in the reality, do I expect him to play like a top 10 quarterback for the rest of the year? Probably not. But I think this guy has the ability to weekly do that and still probably be a top 15 option, top 16, 17 option. So if you're telling me decent floor, he's going to run a little bit and gives me a potential top 12 to 10 weeks at quarterback and that's what I need that's it's hard to do this time of year and I think um Kyler may actually be someone it may feel more than what you want to pay because you're used to this market of him being crushed but you you may be looking at a potential uh I'm not gonna say gold mine but a potential chance to get yourself out of a bad situation that you normally would not have I like it. I like it. I think it's also reasonably projecting the uh, the increase in those late draft picks, right? They're going to go up in value as we get to uh, to rookie rookie no season. Um, but I think even at the the peak of their value, right? You're looking at a couple of you know maybe the RB one in the class and maybe uh you know the wide receiver three or four. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so in that sense, like I'm getting out of a running back and a wide receiver. Not that those guys will be bad prospects or the class is bad or anything, but. To your points, when these quarterbacks become available, like when when this is an actual real thing that I could possibly get to to get a super flex quarterback in a league that matters, right? You got to jump at the opportunity. You really do. Yeah. I, I well, I mean, to the point you're making, um, there's teams out there that don't have an option, and I think would be willing to do that. Now, the the college side of the things is that this class it. If you're talking a true mid pick, okay, you're not probably getting a first round quarterback. I know McCarthy slips in this mix. Like, you're not probably missing on that, which is why I'm okay doing it. Um, Because there are, though, some very good receivers in this class. We like a lot of the receivers here. So you trade two of these receivers away for one of the quarterbacks that kind of swing and miss. You may not love the outcome. I'm not sitting here telling you it's a home run slam dunk guaranteed championship for you, an outcome, but. At the opportunity, I'll take that for cost. I mean, really, if you if you think about it, right, we're making a prediction at the beginning of November. But uh, to, to your point, the way kind of looking out, like you have three elite assets that people are going to fawn over themselves for, you know, Caleb, Drake May, Marvin Harrison Jr. at the wide receiver. Um, people will talk themselves into Brock Bowers at tight end premium. Tight end premium, start two tight end leagues. Like, he'll be oh, yeah. a high pick. But after that, I mean – 
the 104, the 105, the 106, Adam, like you're looking at probably it's going to be the QB3, whoever it is, if it's a first-round NFL draft pick type, you know, right. Penix, a McCarthy, uh, Carson Beck. I think he's eligible. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like whoever, I mean, it's whoever the point that guy making, ends up being. If, if someone was to be another first-round quarterback, like if, if one of those guys comes in, Penix, McCarthy are the two for me that I'm most looking at, but that, that doesn't mean there won't be someone that late rises. The, the, the point of the cl- of the value, at least in Dynasty, Mike, is that guy will become like the 104 or the 105, maybe Bowers in some tight end premium league, right? Yeah. They're going to jump everybody else, though. So that, that kind of speaks to, while I like the depth of this class, and I, I want to get my hands on a bunch of these receivers, man. I'm in so many rebuilds, I'm excited as hell for a lot of these receivers. But if I have to give myself a chance to miss on two for one quarterback that, you know, once was not attainable um, for anywhere near this, I, I'll, I'll do it if that's what it takes on a uh, team that needs a quarterback badly. Okay. Uh, two more quarterbacks quickly here, and I think there would be pretty easy answers. But CJ Stroud, we've seen the ascension. Are you interested in trying to get C.J. Stroud on your roster, or does this feel like this dude is already peaking where it's you're paying full boat? Well, I think here is the discussion with C.J. Stroud now. You're paying full boat to the the question. You're, the, the days of, hey, you know, oh, he had a couple good weeks and he looks pretty good, but maybe I can get him while someone's, you know, not that sure of this asset. Days are over. This is a guy that frankly looks like a budding star in the NFL. I mean, in fantasy right now, he's, um, I would say this on teams, I, I've noticed a handful of teams that I'm playing against. I have some Stroud, but those teams that I got Stroud on, Mike, were really not set up to compete. So as much as he's doing, they're not built to win now, and that's okay for me. But I've noticed a lot of these teams that are, you know, rebuilding and trying to get into the mix – these youthful teams that all of a sudden they are like in a totally different position just because of CJ Stroud, much like the Texans that, that alone to me makes one, it's full boat, but two to the first part of your question, I think this is the the conversation you have to have about CJ Stroud. Do you believe in what you've seen on the field, given the talent, given the situation and continuing? Because if you do, these are the type of things you pay full boat for. And you don't actually care about having to do that as long as you've, accumulated the right assets or you can afford to not trade away your entire team and be screwed by acquiring CJ Stroud. So I think the answer is it, it's the days of getting them at a discount I'd imagine are gone. And I, I personally am okay paying the price on the teams that I've given an opportunity to do that. There are going to be teams where I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm good, man. I got either other quarterbacks. I have, I don't, I don't have the assets to go get him. So you got to be I mean, cautious at the same time if you don't have that setup. But where I do have that setup, Mike, a lot of these rebuilding teams that maybe I didn't get them, shoot, man, I'm okay. I'll go get them. I'm, I want to have this guy anchoring a team in Superflex. I got to ask you then, so back to the previous scenario, say it is with uh, like we did with Kyler. Mm-hmm. Um, you got multiple draft picks right now, and somebody comes to you and says, Adam, I need three of them, but CJ Stroud to be yours. That, that's three, three of those mid to late. That's the price. And I think, again, that's why it's aggressive. Like That's why you're paying full boat. It's If you believe, which I do, and you have the assets to consolidate them, I'm okay. Like If you tell me right now, Mike, that I'm um, a lo- a far enough along in my rebuild, and when I say that, I don't really care what my roster looks like as far as assets attained. 
So if I have enough of a dynasty value on my team, yeah, I'm okay doing that. Now, you know, I will send the three first, yes. Now, will I try to send maybe a asset which isn't a true first, two first, and a, a Quentin Johnson, or, you know, can right. I can I try something like this first? Yes, I'd like to do that. But if you tell me it's what it's going to cost, and that's what is a big piece of me getting to the next level of my rebuild, going to a contender, yeah, I, I'll pay it. All right. How about the real tough question, then? Okay. Same thing. You're tanking. You're currently the 101. Uh-huh. Straight Somebody up? comes to you for the 101. Straight C.J. up? C.J. Stroud or your 101? C.J. Stroud. Money. By, you know mile, I, by a mile now. You know why I love that, too? It's twofold, right? Because we still have a few weeks left, Adam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a possibility. You give me C.J. Stroud, and I win a game. I mess around and win a game, and all of a sudden you're looking at the 102, the 103. Heaven forbid I fall out of the top three picks because you gave me C.J. Stroud Who's, right that's now. The, that's, my, that's not my fault anymore. That's not my problem. <laughs> it's not your pick. Who cares? <laughs> Actually, as soon as that pick's not mine, the first thing I want it to do is win a game. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, if you've earned the 101 outright, like there's a chance maybe he, he could go God mode and you still lose, right? But yeah, it, yeah. If, if you mess around and win a game or two because he just, you know, goes nuclear and, you know, you're, you're a reasonable human being, you put your best lineup in and some of those other guys that pop off. Yeah, I, I've seen it. I have seen, not necessarily the CJ Stroud effect, but I've seen teams, you know, Trying to t- have this tankathon get screwed up because they have points. Uh, CJ Stroud could do that, but I don't care. The, what am I tanking for? Why would you tank? Th- this goes back to sometimes I think we overthink that aspect. You're tanking to go get yourself a superstar quarterback potential. Okay. Yeah. Tanks off. I got it. CJ Stroud. I'm good. I don't need that anymore. Who, whoever the 101 is, uh, consensus wise, you know, come next April, June. You know, May when Caleb. we're doing these. Yeah, I mean, if it's Caleb, if it's Drake May, if it's you know maybe Marv just goes on an absolute tear here and he's like Calvin Johnson esque and it's like he's just too good. He's he's already above Justin Jefferson and dynasty wide receivers without even playing a game. I, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but there, I've seen wild stuff happen with dynasty and the way we get in cycles. But worst case scenario, if I think about it, Adam, I'm in a startup next year. I've got what C.J. Stroud has put on wax already in the NFL and dominated, like dominated, winning games that he shouldn't win, <laughs> leading game-winning drives, breaking rookie records, throwing for 400-plus yards and four touchdowns with no picks, with, you know, Noah Browns of the world, <laughs> take Dells of the world. Talk uh, about th- it. This has really made me question my love for Nico Collins, too, just seeing the Noah Brown, like, massive breakout these last two weeks, and all of a sudden I'm going, maybe Nico's not really that good. <laughs> well, I mean, I think... <laughs> maybe CJ Stroud is the one making all these guys look really good. That is honestly the point, though, that I think will be missed for people in rebuilding all over the place. I don't want to take the topic away from what the discussion right. is, but with CJ Stroud, think about what every asset was before CJ Stroud arrived. Yeah. And and if you simply use that as the common denominator, any one of y'all holding Nico, Tank Dell, oh the, this guy, okay, listen, I like Tank Dell. He's fun to watch. I like I've I've as much as he's a Michigan Wolverine, still always will be Nico Collins. Like <laughs> I, I I like I like watching the way he plays, but the reality is it's it's C.J. Stroud that's elevated any of their value and. 
to the point you just made, we've seen like that's one of the things that I absolutely was wrong about CJ Stroud on. I, I loved everything about the kid coming out of Ohio State, except for you're going to a situation where you're used to passing to the absolute cream of the crop kids, period. Running against for whatever people really want to say, most of the Big Ten is garbage as far as defense goes. Most, right? Like so now you're going to the NFL, you're on the team that's not very good, not talented. It's like the flip flop and He's making every one of these guys that were afterthoughts somebody's. And that is a level that I never would have expected. Now, to the one-on-one point, Mike, I think this is the reality of the question for me. If you have, if you're in a tank, someone is willing to give you CJ Stroud, I think, what if it's one-on-one and another first? I think there I'm going to pass. I think I would pass. Okay. I think I'm going to take the I'll take the two for one. Um, I would conversely trade away CJ Stroud for the the one on one and the other lottery ticket first for for this simple reason. You kind of talked about it with Anthony Richardson. The market hasn't really reacted, or we haven't gone full on nuclear crazy for the rookie class, and we're going to have so many months where it's Drake May, it's Caleb Williams, it's Caleb sure. Williams, it's Drake May. This is all we're going to talk about, and these guys are going to go in the first round of dynasty startups. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. if you're telling me it's a situation where, like, CJ Stratt has played really well, I think it's going to be a tough climb for him even the rest of the year to to unsee Joe Burrow, to unsee Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. Those guys are so those damn are, good. That would be future conversation. That'll ha- he'll have to do it for more yeah. than a season, right? He, he has unseated on keep trade cut Justin Herbert, but it's not by much, and we just watched Herbert ball out this last week too. Like, people forget how really good he is, but yep. he's in that mix, right? Yeah. You're telling me in a startup, like a dynasty startup, if we were to do it fresh and I'm projecting everything I'm doing right now, I could trade back from the 105, the 106 to the 109, 110 and pick up just a generic first round asset. Done. Done and done. Right. I think they're both really, really good assets. I would just take the extra pick on top. Gotcha. I I would say this, um, especially if it's a later one. Uh, the milling ones, I think you could have a little more of a conversation about just like for me, like, dude, I, I love CJ Stroud, but like you, you aren't ready to consolidate that type of value. Not to mention this is an asset that in the summer you can trade before you even have to, you have to pick yeah. right? Like Brock Bowers is going to have some hype. There's going to be so many players that have hype. We haven't seen anywhere near what the combine becomes. Somebody in the, in the combine is going to break it, you know, ruin the, ruin some record and they're going to go crazy. So there's value coming for those picks. And that's where I think it makes it really hard in a rebuild to do this. The the one thing I'll say, though, it's funny, the Herbert thing. That was actually where I was going to go, Mike, because here, here's the reality for me. If I'm rebuilding, if I'm rebuilding, okay, and I've and I've earned and garnished the one-on-one, so now I have this one-on-one asset. The reality in Superflex for me, Mike, is what? I'm the whole idea, why is Caleb so valuable? Why, you You basically want to have one of the studs. Caleb is a stud asset. So to your point, you can you still have the tradeability of Caleb Williams. You have the tradeability of the pick. You have so many different things you can do. Not to mention you could just trade. You could take both, and they could both end up working out to be studs. When I had the chance, though, Mike, the way I think about it, the way I'm starting more and more to think about it, especially in rebuilds and any teams in general, okay, if I had the ability to go land myself a top five bona fide quarterback, Justin Herbert, Dude, you can have you can have the lottery ticket of, of Caleb Williams because if it hits, if it's CJ, it, it's CJ. It's Justin Herbert. 
So I'm basically foregoing a later first in my mind, which sounds rough because your team's tanking, right? To secure the um, the certainty, it feels like more so. Because I like Caleb a lot. He could very well be good in the NFL, but we don't know where he's going to end up. We don't know how he's going to play. The value and all that's great, but one of the things I always want to do when I'm trying to eventually build a contender is get into the top tier of quarterbacks. That opportunity is not always there. So I think sometimes I'm going to just take that now um, will be my kind of argument with C.J. Stroud to the point there. But this is the reality. C.J. Stroud also has shown awesome, showed great, but we, we've seen some downside. He had a horrible game versus the Panthers. He's going to have other horrible games. How the market reacts to that, I don't know. That's that's the reality. But for me, if he's in the value of Justin Herbert and offering that on contender, man, he's one of these assets I might break some rules for, buddy. I'll put it that way. I like it. I like it. Last one. Uh, a lot of this is going to be quarterbacks. We'll get into a couple wide receivers, but trust me when me and Adam say there's not a running back, <laughs> there's not a tight end. <laughs> like there's none of those. R.I.P. Travion, man. Yeah, Oof. I'm not actively targeting these dudes as late season trade targets. This is a pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last one, though, quarterback. And this is a guy I've been in on for a while, and I think it's finally time I take some victory laps, and he's sold me on him. Go Sam Howe. Sam Howe, baby. Let's go. Here, here's the thing about Sam Howe, right? We still value him. There's still that stink on him because it's a you know fifth round draft pick, right? It's a fifth round draft pick. At what point do we put it to bed, Adam? I'm saying it's today. It's now. It's done. It's over with. Um, I've made a lot of concessions on Brock Purdy, you know, right? I, I've said there's a scenario where he's worth a first round pick, mm-hmm. right? Not mm-hmm. start nine leagues. Uh, that's a pass. I want to get into better assets. And that has been a thing for me where I just look at warp and I'm looking at the actual replacement value of like a Brock Purdy and I go, he doesn't put me into that elite warp range. Now he has stink on him too, right? He's kind of awkward looking, right? He does some things on the field. He has some really bad, he has some really bad moments at times. Uh, You're talking about Mr. Irrelevant for draft draft capital but i've made some concessions that say in the right circumstance he's worth every bit of a first right in the best bowl league brock purdy yep. or a first i'm gonna yep. take brock purdy right give me another quarterback option yep i will say this though why don't we have the same kind of conversations about sam howe and the thing <laughs> i will tell you about sam howe that's a bonus is this dude's actually a, a warp difference maker yep. this is a guy so if you look through a season in most of your leagues is going to be a top five option at quarterback in warp and we talk glowingly about what C.J. Stroud's doing. We talk glowingly about what Anthony Richardson's doing. None of those two dudes are close to him in warp. <laughs> Sam Howell is above them. And he's playing in Washington where everybody just writes him off as the, the fighting Dan Snyders of old. <laughs> where we don't care. And all of a sudden, elite quarterback fantasy production is coming out of Washington. They're playing well. They're winning games. Sam Howell is playing well albeit with an offensive line that's horrible and it's getting him killed at times. But mm-hmm. I think Sam Howell needs to be in the conversation of, listen, man, if people are still holding on to this uh, fifth-round draft capital and this dude could be replaced by Jacoby Brissett at any given moment, I think it's time to bury it. And I think we need to start looking at this as a long-term dynasty asset that, listen, you're never going to be able to buy him cheaper than you are right now, in my opinion. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, th- this one's interesting. Uh, Mike, I think – Going into this week and then him doing it again this week, when I say doing it again, playing 
as a warp difference maker for those listening, new listeners. We're talking somebody that because of his play, because of the posi- like the positional advantage he gave you in that week, last week again, your team had a very good chance to win. Right? He has now had five of the last six weeks, depending on the scoring format. I thought it was ten. It's eleven. Top eleven quarterback. Five of the last six weeks. Okay. Wow. With multiple top five weeks in that mix. Okay. Understand that and think about that and sit on that. Everybody listening to that, think on that for a second. So now while that's there, I'm gonna answer, I think, why this is a convoluted one that I wish I wouldn't have been, you know, just talking to my friend the other day. I'm just talking about it and Sam Howley's asking me, I'm talking, talking, next thing you know, boom, he accepts an offer. Damn it, that's the contender I'm going against. Joe <laughs> Seriously? You know, now he's got it now he's got Josh Allen and Sam Howell, and his team was already pretty good. So um he sent a first and a second. Twenty five first and a late twenty four second. So it's his twenty five first, right? And then he's he's sending away his twenty four second. So you could say that's maybe a little bit steep to pay. And here, here's the thing about his future value that I think is you talk about Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, right? What do we, the Niners outside of complete catastrophe, it's an organization that has seemingly won and won often, right? The Trey Lance, they only got in the mix there because they gave the farm up basically other picks that were not going to be early to go get into the early mix. They're not a team that normally is in a position to draft a quarterback. And I think the thing with the commanders for the future, for people that think about it, I don't even know if it's this well thought out. I'm, I'm thinking this, uh, frankly. Some people just hate Sam Howell. Let's call it what it is. But yeah. uh, the commanders are going to probably have the biggest turnover that a organization can ever have. So fifth round pick, wasn't theirs, played very well this year. They come in. I mean, you're talking about possibly complete overhaul of the entire thing as far as owner, you know, coach, everything, GM. We've seen Kyler Murray you brought up, Mike. Once was he was told to go play baseball. They told him to go play baseball. This th- that regime would have nothing else than Kyler Murray for the number one pick, right? Sometimes regimes they go get their guy regardless of if it's right or wrong. And that I think is the reality of the potential downside of Sam Howe's future. I wanted to bring that case up. Only to say that is if you're gonna if you're gonna have a case against Sam Hell, that's the only one because he sometimes I, even that okay you told me all that right now cool Mike Trevor Lawrence I thought was gonna be a superstar for for the rest of eternity I paid full boat for Trevor Lawrence and he's not giving me that right now this year right. sometimes when the price is reasonable on a guy that's think about this how many quarterbacks how many quarterbacks? Let's do it right now, Mike. How many quarterbacks are five of the last six weeks inside the top 10-ish? You're talking elite contending upside. And not just upside, we've seen it. It's actualized. Yes. Like, at a certain point, like, I, I know Mike's the big Sam Howell guy. I probably sound like the Sam Howell guy right now for a second. But <laughs> I think at the cost of what you can get, like, there's rebuilders out there scared to death of this asset. And if that's the case... Why why won't we give him a chance? I mean, at this point in the year, they're not leaving Sam Howell outside of injury. So he at least gives you a chance to go win a title. 
Yeah, your uh, your list of quarterbacks inside the top ten five out of the last six weeks is going to be very small. I'm imagining Hurts and be, Allen. Uh, Josh Allen even had like a QB thirteen week there mixed in there, right? So, yeah, Hurts and Allen. That's it, man. Even Patty Mahomes can't do it. Which coincidentally, uh, just to tie this all together, you know what was it? Six degrees or seven degrees of Kevin Bacon? Is that yeah. the, like, the fun game people like to play sometimes? To tie it all together, uh, who is Sam Howe sitting above in generic warp. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Who used to be Patrick Mahomes' offense coordinator? Eric oh, Bieniemy. Wow, Bien- Bien- Who's yeah. Sam Howe's current offense coordinator? Bien- Eric Bieniemy. Uh, you know, we like to talk about coach speak and it doesn't really matter and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, but Eric Bieniemy talked very glowingly about Sam Howe, uh, really likes him. We As thought in the offseason that, hey, maybe uh, Bieniemy is going to be really good for Antonio Gibson. Nobody was talking about how good Eric Bieniemy was going to be for Pat or for uh, Sam. Sam I almost Howell. said Patrick Howell. <laughs> Look at Mike. There you go. See, Mike's still the Got Sam him. Howell guy. Patrick Howell. Patrick he's, Howler. He's good, Adam. And you're the the crazy thing is you're talking about a uh, your buddy acquiring him for a first and a second, potentially an overpay. Yeah, right? potentially. That's what he had to do to go get a quarterback in Superflex without giving one back, right? I'm saying that. We're talking about an asset that is producing better than an asset we talked about earlier in Anthony Richardson. It's just a little un, a little bit less unsexy. We're talking about an asset that's producing on the level of Kyler Murray in his prime. Well, we're talking about two firsts for that kind of guy. Adam, I would say two firsts, like mid to late first right now for Sam Howell, is the absolute ceiling that you would pay. But... You can start at a single first and just work with a little couple extra pieces on your way up, and you will be the uh, the brand new shiny owner of a Sam Alshare. Yeah, I mean, I will say, like each week that he turns in some of these crazy performances, probably, uh, you know, it's like it's like one of these windows that's you're closing, right? It's it's on its way down, and uh, maybe someone locks in on like, hey, I don't want to trade this guy, but. Right now, I think even still, you can do it. To the point you just made, it's funny. I was thinking about this the other day, and I think this is what's weird about the Sam Howe conundrum. Everything I laid out for you, Mike and I just talked about, okay? We want to talk about what his future value is, all right? And here's the thing. When you go to the A-Rich party, okay? uh, You just talked about Anthony Richardson, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, potentially you're buying on a upswing resurgence value, right? The reality is everybody wants to have a quarterback that they feel really secure and and stable with. So it's like, I'm buying my future home. Like I know this thing is on a good foundation. What do you pay though? When you do that, you pay a mortgage, right? You pay a mortgage because you don't have enough to go get that right now. And you're going to pay that for, you know, all these places would love for you to pay that for 30 years and then refinance along the way. So you never pay it off. But what in, in Superflex, Mike, think about it this way. Those elite quarterbacks are going to cost you a house and home. When we get to the territory that Sam Howell's at, okay, when you go buy a first quarterback, it would have been before the injury, Kirk Cousins. It would have been Aaron Rodgers before the injury. It would have been, it's these guys, you're going to send that first away because you because it's a contending piece that's not smashing like Sam Howell, and you don't care about the future. What? Well, why is the think about this for a second? Why is the future even in consideration at the price? I'm buying to win. 
the 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 best part about a Sam Howell purchase, which is not baked into his price at all, and, and that's where I think it will start to change sooner than later if he keeps performing this way, is I not only could be buying a contending piece, I might be buying a house and home 30 years ago at a discounted price. Massive. To me, it's also kind of like uh, discovering or being in on a Dak Prescott. Oh, I thought you were yeah. going to be like Benjamin Franklin, like you discovered well, electricity. <laughs> it's pretty awesome, too. But think about Dak. Like, Dak was a fourth-round pick. Nobody really gave a shit. Then he came out, he had a pretty good year. Cowboys go to the playoffs, yada, yada, yada. Uh, Zeke probably got all the headlines for the massive year he had, but Dak played really well. This is kind of like, well, he's still a fourth-round pick, right? <laughs> I don't care that the team had success. He played well. He's still a fourth-round pick. And it felt like for about four years we had this conversation about, is Dak Prescott elite? For fantasy purposes, Adam, if you were in on that in the early part, you were getting him back in the day for a first-round pick, you were getting him back in the day for a first and a second, you had to love when that switch finally got flipped and people went, draft capital be damned. Dak Prescott's a top five fantasy quarterback. Now, we saw the, the ankle injury sapped him of some of his mobility that we had. You know, some of that rushing upside in the fantasy production took a little bit of a dip. But Yeah, he got out of the actual quarterback one overall conversation. But right. weekly, his, he's still there. His market's gone up and down, you know, kind of where we're at. And now he's a very good back-end QB1 option. And you're seeing the last couple of weeks, he's playing extremely well. But right. That's the only thing I'm saying. That's the only correlation I'll make with Sam Howell is there's enough indicators, Adam. I get the uh, – gave the negatives, but there's enough indicators there of the advanced analytic metrics, the warp data, the actual fantasy points being scored, mm -hmm. the fact the team's having success, and even if they move on from a Ron Rivera into another one, I would imagine Eric Bieniemy is getting retained and they're <laughs> going to ask him, like, hey, can I, can I <laughs> who's going to be the quarterback? Can Sam I give Howell? you the best corollary – to this despite no rushing upside Kirk Cousins there you go same team same team if Sam Howell plays this well and the commanders bring in a new regime and new everything and they decide they want to go a different direction do you guys think that if he finishes the year this way that there's not a billion teams calling yeah. Trey Lance got acquired by Dallas man right. come on right somebody's going out there Somebody's going out there and getting Sam out the way he's playing. So that would be the last, like, dynasty quarterback buy. Is there anybody at the wide receiver you can think of that you kind of want to get into? Like anybody that you feel maybe is still a buy um, going forward? A I lot mean, of these guys just kind of made themselves, uh, you know, either you're good or you're not. <laughs> right? Either you're sexy or people don't really like you. Yeah, I think there, there's, uh, for me anyway, there, there's a handful of them in best ball leagues. I think in lineup leagues, Mike. It's getting pretty far, uh, few and far between. Um, a lot of the guys that are, for example, in best ball, I think a lot of these um, targets in Houston really haven't, outside of Nico, really haven't came up in value enough. Tank Dell is going to be one that's probably not a buy at all anymore. Uh, Noah Brown, I think, frankly, for me in best balls, I think there's people that still trade you Noah Brown for a third or a, a if I'm contending, yeah, I'll lose that pick. I, I don't even care what that pick Go becomes. I'm trying yeah. to get Noah Brown and just be attached to this offense. I think, Mike, to be honest with you, more than what I've confirmed as buys, I've confirmed as sells. And I think, oddly, I am trying to almost sell some of these assets if they have anything left. If, you, if you're hanging around on a Jahan Dotson, I pray that you've tried to move them and you move them. Like, 
there's um, Chris Godwin, I think, on the contender is just not doing it. I'm seeing if I can package these type of things to go get a difference maker. Um, be interesting to see what happens tonight. I think Cortland Sutton might be someone that isn't sexy, isn't going to be long-term the, the greatest of all time, but could be a cheap um, option for people that need you know a fill-in body. There's only really one for me, and uh, thankfully we had a dip of two bad weeks after you know when I called it way back when. But uh, Rasheed Rice, you know the the metrics for for snap share keep going up. He gets get keeps getting more and more playing time, keeps developing that rapport with Patrick Mahomes. I'm still interested in buying Rasheed Rice, and now you had this bye week where he's kind of lost. The two weeks before he wasn't very uh, very good, right? Wasn't really a difference maker, just below 10 fantasy points per game. So kind of a cutoff for arbitrary cutoff for a lot of people who are searching for fantasy production. I think on a contender that still might be something I go acquire, but for long term wise, Adam, I think people kind of inflate uh, somewhat too much how much these like second round picks are going to be. Yeah. Right. And if I'm looking at next year trying to future project the guy attached to Patrick Mahomes, who had a pretty solid rookie year up to this point, or my second round rookie draft pick, I think I want to get into some more long term plays on Rasheed Rice. But that's, uh, we're kind of talking, it's got to be specific guys that I want to go after because, in, in general, the wide receiver tier is so deep, it's so flat. Um, and a lot of these guys are available at any given time for a lot of different prices, and you're basically getting the same kind of production. Yeah, and that's to the point you're making, while I will buy Rasheed Rice if he's to be had, like I'm not going to overpay for him because of the, the the generic things you talked about there. And, and that's why I mentioned sells, honestly. I, I didn't even mention, I, I said Dotson. There's so many guys that fit this list. Like Chris Godwin, as much as I do want to sell him, isn't even as bad as some of the names I'll, I'll give you here now, Mike. Christian Watson. Oof. Calvin Ridley, Jerry Judy. I mean, you talk, I'm just saying, if you are hanging around to some of these pieces, I don't even care what build you are. They're time to go. All of them. Dunzo. So if I can, I think if I can start combining this in seconds, that's something I'm at like actively trying to do liquidate and then seeing if like the liquid draft capital gets me something different at the table. Um, In the cheap range, Mike, when I say cheap, like not going to cost you an, uh, you know, multiple for some, somebody, everybody wants, I think like Cortland Sutton, I gave you cheap. I'll give you two options that are contending piece buys. You have to find from a rebuilder that both one, one's obvious. One's not as obvious like Keenan Allen, obviously on a contender. We talked about this after the game yesterday. Yeah. He's so old though. And he's an absolute stud. Don't, Don't I'm, telling you to buy him he's so old though if you find a team that has him on a rebuild you might be one of the only people that's coming to them with a real offer so you could you could definitely get a deal done there i think one of the ones that's surprisingly both in market and still producing despite what quarterbacks gone out there is one of our very own cleveland browns amari cooper man let's go man respect disrespected weekly and i think amari's a guy that's in a range that you by, can acquire as well by us included by us. on the start set yeah by us included unfortunately but uh that ended the uh, yesterday i'm done yep you asked me a start set question with amari cooper it's the answer is probably being Amari Cooper, unless it's like uh, start sit Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Amari Cooper sit one. All right, fine. Then give you a quick, or just a real quick one. PJ Walker threw a pass in that game. If you watched it, the first half was one of the most dreadful 
performances you've seen, Browns quarterbacks period, it was Watson, but it was that bad. He still basically puts up 100 yards. Right. Still. Like, <laughs> go get him. Just just go. Go get some Omari Cooper. Keep trade cuts wide receiver 38. I have no oh, idea how. That's so, that's, There you go. That's to my point. I just feel like he's always disrespected. He's uh, he's behind Tank Dell, Adam. He's behind Nico Collins. He's so that, behind so that puts Dickens. him probably in the range of all those guys I was mentioning, right? He's uh, he's behind uh, Rasheed Rice, <laughs> John Dotson, Chris Godwin. <laughs> there you go. See? Yeah, go get some Amari Cooper. Now, how about that for a buy for a contender? Yep. Go get Amari Cooper. Adam, this was a good one. We had some pretty good discussion. Real Hopefully, well. the audience got some ideas. Uh, if you do listen to this and you're a member of our Patreon, too, and you make a, one of these deals... Just put a little extra in there so we can make sure we feature that on the trade show. So Absolutely. we'll pop that in. I'd love to talk about this again, see if people actually get some Sam Howe deals, maybe Listen. some Kyler Murray, Anthony Richardson, big I'll, old C.J. Stroud deal. You know, maybe we'll I'll get tell you this, one-on-one Mike, for C.J. Stroud. Everybody listening, this is no BS. First of all, we already plugged it once. We'll plug it at the end again. Get the tools. C2C offers. Use our South Armor promo code if you want to. I'm telling you, for, for Campus to Canton Leagues, it's uh, – I'm almost Michael, like I'm kind of like when I, at the blackjack table, like I, it's like the book, you know. I'm just I play by the book. Like I just that's what <laughs> yes. I do with these rankings. Um, yes, I go by the book. Now, if you did come over, or you're already in the South Harmon patron. If you ever listen to a C2C pod or any of our pods, and they're like, "Hey, your podcast draw like drew my mind to go make this trade," at us on that trade show, and you give us that context, I can guarantee you. Um, we'll tell Blitz on the Dan Dan Who's. We'll tell him to go that trade makes the show. All right. It's getting in. It's getting in. This is a special. So appreciate everybody tapping in. We'll see you back here same time, same place for episode thirteen of Canton Bound. Love y'all. We're out of here. Peace. Peace.